What's up, y'all? Happy New Year. Um, this is the Nightmare Effect. Your boy, Nightmare Baller, Marquine, whatever you know me as. I go by many names, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about Wrestle Kingdom and other goings-on around the pro wrestling world. I'm not even going to beat around the bush bullshit. Hope everybody had a good holiday and Happy New Year and all that shit, but let's get right into it, man. First, I want to review Wrestle Kingdom. I personally thought it was a great show. I personally thought it, you know, it, it had lofty expectations. On paper, it looked like it might be the best wrestling show of all time. It didn't live up to that, but overall, it was pretty great, man. Like, I'm not going to complain about, you know, a couple of matches maybe not living up to my lofty expectations, but most of the ones that I, you know, we're really looking forward to either A, lived up to the hype of the match, or B, delivered a memorable fucking moment. So I can't get, you know, too angry about it. Next, um, but yeah, I want to talk about, you know, the entire show. So let's get right into it. The pre-show was the uh, Never Open Weight six-man uh, number one contendership tag team gauntlet. I'm not going to go through all the teams. Just know MVP won and the Elite broke up. It was a fun match. Um, they broke Chase Owens, um, tried to cheat. Hangman Page and him argued. Uh, then Ujiro got rolled up, chasing Ujiro, and the Elite argued. Uh, chasing Ujiro left, and then Chase got on the microphone and basically said, forget these guys. So that was it. I'll talk a little bit about New Year's Dash in a second. But, um, yeah, you know, that was uh, that, that that's pretty much what it was. Then we had an intermission, and in the, in the intermission, uh, they showed a highlight package. Of all the highlights of 2018 New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, we complained a lot about 2018, but I, overall, man, like 2018 was an exciting year, and a lot of exciting things happened. So I can't complain all that much about it. To be 100% honest with you, so you know that, that's just how I feel. Like just when they were going through some of the moments, I was like, yo, 2018 was kind of kind of okay. It was kind of good, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but uh, then they started going through. The announcements for like the cards coming up and you know shit they're doing this year, man. Night one of G one is going to be in the United States in Dallas, which is fucking insane. They talked about the Madison Square Garden show that we already knew about, and you know they talked about how the how the juniors, the best of super juniors final night is going to be in a big arena. You know what I mean, and you know those dudes deserved it because last year's tournament was great. The finals has been like one of the best matches of the year for like the past four years. So, you know, I'm just I'm just glad that, that, you know, those guys get a chance to showcase themselves because I bet this year they're going to have, like, crazy fucking guests in that. Like, you know, I know Pac's a Dragon Gate superstar right now. I don't imagine he'll have the Open the Dream Gate Championship that long, but you got to think he's going to be in this shit. There's so many other fucking amazing juniors around the world. Like, I'm sure A-Kid is going to be in this shit. I'm sure fucking, you, you get the point, but, you know, I'm this is going to be great. And uh, then they announced the craziest thing I think they announced that everybody lost their shit for is that there are going to be two Tokyo Dome shows in 2020, back-to-back nights, which is nuts. So apparently, I guess they're going to do Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash in the Tokyo Dome, which means that New Year or maybe Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a two-night event like Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, Wrestle Kingdom, which is just nuts to think about, just just crazy. But... uh this is going to be nuts. But, yeah, you know, they got everybody excited. Everybody was fucking hyped. Kevin Kelly lost his shit on the, on the mic. Like, did you see the announcements? We told you it was going to be crazy. Uh, 
But yeah, the op- the actual opener was uh, Will I Spray versus Cody Ibushi for the Never Open Weight Championship, and I had lofty expectations for this. This was probably my most anticipated match coming into the show because Will Ospreay is my wrestler of the year. Kota Ibushi is Kota fucking Ibushi. I thought it delivered. I know some people had, you know, problems with the acrobatic segments at the beginning, but to them people, I say, um, this is Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. Like, I mean, it would have been disappointing had they not traded, like, Flips and acrobatic spots and stuff that don't make no sense and all that. It just kind of, you know what I'm saying? I thought it fit the narrative because Will Ospreay, you know, high flyer dude, looked up to Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi made his name for being a high flyer, but it's kind of, you know, different now, especially since the Nakamura for you a few years ago. Just saying, you know, fucking, it fucking worked to me. And I know some people were upset that Kota got knocked out by the elbow from Will Ospreay. And they said, oh, he's reckless and he's... You know, he don't care about his safety. Man, have you ever seen Kota Ibushi wrestle? Kota Ibushi don't care about his safety. Like, it, to me, the people that were really complaining about the shit are people that, like, kind of casually watch. You know what I mean? And you know, that's not a knock against them. But the reason why most of us were excited was because them two dudes, they really don't give a fuck about their own safety. And I figured that it was going to be a few spots in this match where they, they were going to take risks like that. And, you know, we watch pro wrestling for the drama and all that stuff. But sometimes we want to see crazy shit. And uh, all of us were excited because we knew this match was going to have crazy shit in it. And it had crazy shit in it. It had, you know, the trio wolf spot with Will Ospreay and Kota trading slaps. And then Will Ospreay legit looks like he's kicking him in the fucking face. Um, they dropped each other on the, on the heads. You know what I mean? Um, the fucking uh, Kota Bushi uh, smacked his lips on the fucking green post and... You know, it's bleeding, man. Like, it. look, man, pro wrestling is dangerous. And these two dudes are two of the dangerous people in the sport. So, I mean, hey, it happens. I thought the match was awesome. I thought it was incredible. Um, I don't know if it quite lived up to my, this could be a five-star match hype. Because, <laughs> you know, they got enough time. But uh, it, it was, you know, yeah, it was everything I assumed it would be. And I was thoroughly entertained by it. And I'm glad that Will won. Because now this kind of transitions him to a true heavyweight. But he teased that uh, this is, he's going to be the first guy to win the best of Super Juniors and the fucking G1. That's what he said. So, you know, I don't know, man. Like, maybe, you know, he, he'll he change the game and do both. Who knows? Especially with, you know, a certain somebody possibly leaving. And then next we had the Junior Championship three-way with LIJ uh, of Shingo Takagi and Bushi. Um, Yo and Yo, Show and Yo, Rapongi 3K, and Suzuki Gun of Kanemaru and Desperado. It was fun. It was a fun little sprint. It was short. Um, probably my most disappointing match of the whole night, to be real with you. I, I kind of expected more from this. Uh, I thought it was like kind of all right. Like, you know, like not bad. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm not going to remember it. The only thing I remember is uh, Shingo and Bushi winning the tag titles. You know, I guess this gives Shingo something to do. Uh, I'm still not used to him being in New Japan, <laughs> let alone being a part of LIJ, but especially being in New Japan. It's, it's just weird. Um, I will never call the last Falkyrie last of the dragon. It's just the last Falkyrie to me. I'm sorry. like it just It's just weird. I'll get used to it, I imagine. But for right now, he's still just, you know, Shingo from Dragon Gate, at least to me. But I don't know. And it's weird seeing him without the singlet, man. It's just all weird. Like, I know he's been there since October, but it's it's still just weird. Cool, though. I'm glad, you know, he's getting this type of shine because he's been one of the best wrestlers on earth, 
for like 15 years, man. The dude's fucking amazing. So, yeah. But, um, and, you know, they won. And, you know, it was cool. And, you know, the fans liked that. And, you know, it was a fine little match. All right. Then next we had, because I am not looking at the card right now. I probably should, but I am not looking at the card right now. Oh, I should probably be looking at the card. Fuck, because I'm forgetting a match. I'm dumbass. Oh, what was after the fucking junior tag? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What was after? Oh, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. and Tomohiro Ishii. I didn't even look at it. I just remembered. Um, I was excited for this one, too, because these two dudes have phenomenal chemistry. Zack Sabre Jr. had one of the best years of anybody last year. Tomohiro Ishii, same deal. Uh, this is for the Rev Pro uh, British Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. And, man, like, they delivered. They had about a, I think it was like a 13-minute match, 14. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, they delivered, man. A bunch of uh, inventive counters in this. Uh, Zach pretty much working over Ishii and, you know, dipping and dying, pretty much sticking and moving. And, and, the, and the commentators, Don Callis and uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, especially Don Callis, did a good job of saying, like, yo, you shouldn't be striking with, with uh, Ishii. And Zach, you know, he was in there like Muhammad Ali, pretty much rope a doping. It, it, you know, it was thoroughly fucking entertaining. I'm not gonna lie, really goddamn entertaining. Uh, you know, I'm super into it. Really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, Zach won, which we all expected. I thought it was one of the better matches on the card. I'm excited to see what 2018 is has in store for Zach. I thought it was very telling they had him tap out Ishii on this t on this sort of stage. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what Rev Pro has planned for Zach too, because Zach and Pac had a match this weekend that I haven't seen. So, or, or or is it next week? I can't remember, but I hadn't seen it yet. So, if it happened, but you know, yeah. So you know, Pac, uh, Pac, Zach's gonna do big things this year. Ishii is Ishii. I wonder what they have planned for him. But uh, yeah, it was a great fucking match. I've talked enough about it. All right, next we had the three-way for the uh, tag team championships with uh, the champions, Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, debuting a really fucking cool theme song. That the new theme is amazing. I like the old one. I like the baseline on the old one. You know what I mean? But that new theme is awesome. I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> like it legit sounds like some shit you would like, you know, I would like just listen to like casually. That shit's great. Um and I also like the get ups too. I just wanted to uh bring that up. Like uh if you notice like their get ups, um uh, Tonga was dressed like the Red Hood, while Loa was dressed kind of like the Arkham Knight. I thought that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, like, you know, they, they they had a great interest. I ain't really talking about the interests all that much, but uh, I will at a certain part. But, um, yeah, you know, they, they had a great interest. Uh, Evil had a cool interest, man, with that weird fucking uh, alchemy circle thing he had. And that, that, was, that was cool in the light show. And then uh, the Young Bucks just came out. like, <laughs> But, um... Yeah, you know, this was a fun spread. This is what I thought the the junior tag match was going to be. This is a fun spot fest, man. Them doing stuff to each other. And there's really not much else to bring up other than the fact they did a bunch of stuff to each other. And it was a whole lot of fun, man. Um, goddamn, uh, the, there was one spot where they were going for the, um, the I think they were going for the, they were going for the indie taker. And uh, Tomatonga came out of nowhere with the, with the, uh, the fucking gun stun, and then, like, and then it was weird, because, like, Evil hit him with, like, Darkness Falls immediately, it, it was dope, man, I really do no, he hit him with everything, Is Evil after that, and then, you know, Sonata hit the, uh, 
the moonsault, and they got the win. Like, LIJ won the uh, heavyweight tag titles, too. And uh, fans were into that. I think, you know, the fans were super into Sonata. Sonata might have big things, you know, in line for him this year, especially with, you know, the contract situations being what they are and a certain somebody apparently leaving. So, you know, yeah, man, it, it, it's uh, that was a, a really fun match. And I had low expect, well, not low, but I had like, you know, kind of lukewarm expectations for it. And, you know, it, it kind of over delivered for me. You know? So there's that. Then next we had the U.S. title match. I far and away the worst match of the night with uh Cody Juice versus Juice or uh, Cody accompanied by Brandy. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Cody wrote Cody wore the um Jacksonville Jaguars tights. I was like, ah, oh, okay, you you clever. And I'll talk about all elite wrestling later. Maybe a little bit here, but like at a later date. Um. Yeah, you know, it was, I thought it was bad, to be real with you. I thought it was, like, not bad, but I thought it was, like, man, it was, like, it's it's just weird structure-wise. The Brandy stuff was, like, it just it just don't fit with, you know what I'm saying? It just, like, it just, I don't know, the fans weren't into this shit at all. Not until Juice got the pin. Uh, that finish with the with the two pulp frictions for, like, you know, it was just kind of weird. Um, it, I don't know, man. Like, I, I didn't really like this at all. Uh, you know, I'm just glad. I hope Juice gets a real title reign now because last time he lost the shit to Cody just because Cody was hot at the time and was the NWA champion. And, man, let's just be real, man. I Look, Cody, from before the bell rings and after the bell, from before the bell rings and to the match, is one of the most top-tier wrestlers on earth. The motherfucker has a great look. He can talk. Uh, he has a presence about him, all that shit. He can get people behind him and shit like that or, or against them from, from before that bell rings until when the bell rings, he is top tier. The bell rings, you got a crapshoot. He could be absolute dog shit or, you know, or, you know, pretty good. And then after the bell rings, he's back to being top tier again. My man, Josh brought up a good point. Y'all may know him as uh true slayer, TSA 1974. His matches should not go that long. Like, when he tries to be work rate, dude, like, a lot of people say, like, I heard Joe Lanza say this from Voices of Wrestling. I heard a bunch of people say this, and it's absolute true. When he tries to be, like, work rate guy, like, I can work as, as well as everybody else, that's why he falters, because the fact of the matter, he just can't. You know what I mean, he's just not that dude. Now, when he's, like, old school gimmicky wrestling guy, you know what I mean, then he, he, he you know what I'm saying, he could, he could deliver a good match, you know what I mean? But this was not one of them, man. Like, oh, man, I was like, yo, I just kind of want this to be over. And I'm glad Juice won, man. I am so glad he won. Please let this man get a real title reign and be an actual prominent figure in the company. And I also believe that for whatever U.S. shows they do this year, because I'm sure they're going to do more shows than they announced. And, uh, you know, they're coming here to Charlotte. I'm sure he'll, re I'm sure he'll main event. You know what I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he'll be like the the big new U.S. guy. You know what I mean? So. I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, that title will literally be for, you know, their, their U.S. stuff. I really think so. So, that you know, that's good. That's always a good thing. All right, then next we had another match I was really looking forward to. Not necessarily because of the match, but because I knew something big would happen. And I knew that it would be a spectacle. The fans would be into it. I was. It was pretty much like, for pretty much for me, this was like, Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how good this match would be, but I want to see it because I don't know what will happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it needed to be a good match, and I feel like it totally fucking delivered. 
And that was Jay White versus Okada. Jay White came out. Uh, they, they, per, first off, the hype package for this is fucking incredible. It pretty much goes through everything they went through this year and stuff like that. If that don't get you hype, I don't know what else does. But, um, yeah, Jay White comes out dressed in all white with Gato at his side. And, yeah, I mean, just the visual of that. Fans do not like this dude, like, just at all. Jay White, to me, is the best heel in pro wrestling. I mean, in fact, I don't even think it's, like, really all that debatable. And I think he's one of the best characters in all of pro wrestling. That dude is amazing. And I, and I never thought I would say that, but, like, since the Juice match, he's been, like, one of the best, you know, he's been, like, the best character and the best heel in pro wrestling. And Gato is the most hated man <laughs> in that company. So he comes out, you know what I mean? You know, the dread, dread, uh, in all white, almost looking like homeboy from a Clockwork Orange, and then, <laughs> and then Okada comes out, and uh, you know the the old Rainmaker music is back. The the needle it was named the record skip doesn't come in. He comes out to the old Rainmaker music. His hair's his hair's dyed blonde, and everybody's like, oh, he's back to normal. And I was like, oh shit, okay, he's 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 himself again. But then uh, then then he uh he removes his robe and he's wearing the shorts and. And when I tell you I like pop for shorts, <laughs> Okada's the man. Like, yeah, Okada's the man. And uh, I thought the match really fucking delivered. There was minimal shenanigans. You know what I mean? There was a little bit from Gato. Because it's to be expected. I mean, he is a heel. He's been doing it up to this point. You know what I mean? He had Gato at ringside. We all wanted to see Okada get his hands on Gato. We got that. You know what I mean? But when, like, it came down to brass tacks, like, the last, like, Five minutes or so. There was no Gato, no anybody. It was Jay White and Okada in the ring. And, you know, before that, the match was entertaining and fun. But then, like, that last five minutes, I think it was the hottest closing closing stretch of the whole night. Like, the fans were into it. They were, they were countering each other's shit. Uh, Okada never hit the Rainmaker on Jay White. And I think that's telling. Has I, I can't remember, like, in the G1 match, did he hit the Rainmaker on him? I don't remember. I don't think he's ever hit the Rainmaker, you know what I'm saying, on Jay White. And I think, you know... And that's intentional, you know what I mean? But uh, they've been telling the story that Okada can't beat him. And, you know, before, you know, he did it nefarious, by nefarious means. But at uh, at Russell Kingdom, he just beat him. He pinned him. Like, Gato didn't get involved. Uh, Gato didn't, you know, didn't distract Okada, anything like that. Jay White just pinned him, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, okay. Because in my opinion, people were like, oh, well, Jay White could lose this match and be fine. But I was thinking myself, I'm like, nah, he needs to win this fucking match. You know what I mean? Because cause especially with how the main event turned out and what we think is going, you know, going on, pretty much what people have confirmed, they need new stars. And, like, this was the night to do it with Jay White. Jay White had to have a really good match, and he had to go over. And he did both. You know what I mean? Jay White is a made man, and I cannot wait to see what 2019 has in store for the leader of the Bullet Club, the Switchblade. Breathe with this man. <laughs> no, nah, but you know, that match was... I, I really dug that, man. I was really into that. Then we had probably my most disappointing match of the night, man. Um, Kushida versus uh, Taji Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, no, no. Flip-flop those. Because I think the junior... Yeah, the junior match went on before Okada, I believe. Yeah, yeah, flip flopping them shits. But um, I believe, yeah, I'm not looking at the card. But um, either way, this is how I felt. It was all right. It was, it was good. It didn't really get hot to the end. I don't know, man. For some reason, it seems like they were going at like a real snail's pace 
which is kind of weird for Ishimori and fucking Kushida. You know what I mean? It was it was odd. Like I don't know, man. I, I really didn't like this all that much. You know what I'm saying? It was cool, but I, I don't know, man. The right man won, especially with you know Kushida talking about he's leaving and all this shit. I'm like, man, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do for your family, but if you going to presumably the WWE, which everyone thinks, because you bored, well, newsflash, dude, like, you might be all right on NXT or even 205 Live, for instance, right? But as soon as you get on that main roster, and if you're mad, and if he's mad about them keeping him at junior, at junior heavyweight, he's going to be really mad when he gets to the WWE, if, if that's where he's going, because He's going to 205 Live, and he's probably just going to stay there. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, if he goes to NXT, he'll be he'll have fun. He'll wrestle fresh matches there. and He'll wrestle great matches there. I'm, I'm sure. You know what I mean? The NXT is so fucking deep and so fucking great. You know what I mean? It, it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I can't wait to see the matches he has with Johnny Gargano or, you know, even Aleister Black or, you know, fucking Pete Dunne if he stays in NXT and shit like that. Ricochet, you know what I mean? Because him and Ricochet, we know the motherfuckers tear the house down, you know what I mean? I can't wait for all that stuff. But after that, I hope, you know, he doesn't plan on really having anything significant because he's going to be in the same position he's in in uh, New Japan. It's going to be the same shit. It's just going to be worse. So more power to him if they're giving him more money. But I hope he know. I hope, I hope that's the reason he's leaving and not the fact he's bored because... If he's bored and, you know, and all this shit and he thinks, you know, they're not using him right, he's going to be fucking depressed when he gets to the WWE. I'm just saying. You know, I wish him all the best, though, because I love his in-ring work. You know, and he seems like a cool dude. But, you know, hey, man, Godspeed to him. <laughs> all right, then, uh, yeah, so after whatever order those matches came in, because, goddamn, I should have took notes and I should be looking at the match card, but I'm not. Uh, we had Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental Championship and a no disqualification match. Part of me thought that uh, Okada and Jay White should have been no DQ, but they made the right decision, I think. Um, this is one of the best matches of Chris Jericho's career, I think. I think it's like right up there with like any of his fucking top tier stuff, like his shit with The Rock, any of his matches with Benoit, uh, anything he's ever done. I feel like it's like right up there. I thought this was better than the uh, fucking Omega match that Meltzer gave five stars last year that I didn't see five with that. But yeah, I thought this was fucking phenomenal, man. Um, man, like th there was like, they, they seemed to really genuinely hate each other. There was some brutal shit in this, man. The uh, the DDT on the table, uh, just the, some of the kendo stick shots. Everything in this was so fucking like, like, just, it, it was hate-filled and brutal. And a lot of people was like, oh, you know, they kind of rushed the build to this. And I'm like, man, who gives a fuck? The match delivered. You know what I mean? They, they brought it. Um, Naito was bumping his ass off. Jericho was bumping his ass off. Uh, the near falls at the end, legit. I was like, yo, that, that cold breaker one, that Jericho, it fucking got me. <laughs> and then the first Destino, God, Naito, you need another finisher. But the first, the first Destino, I was like, oh, shit. And then, you know. It, you know, it didn't end the match, and I was like, oh, man. Like, uh, match was awesome. Match was fucking awesome. Like, it definitely, definitely did. I seen some people call this the best match on the show. And, hey, man, I ain't even going to fault you if you thought that. You know what I mean? It's, shit was shit was amazing. I'm curious to see what Jericho does next because his, uh, his um, fucking uh, his, his, uh, post-match interview, 
he pretty much was like, yeah, I want a shot at the IWGP title. I not just lost the Intercontinental one, but, you know, hey. So I, I think, you know, we might get, you know, Tanahashi and Jericho. It all depends. Um, but, yeah, you know, yeah, it was it was great, man. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Naito is the Intercontinental champ, though. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like if you're going to give him this belt, like, his character should also evolve. I don't want it like him just throwing around the title and shit like that. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about it. I legit want him to be like, okay, well, I keep coming up short for this world title. Do the, do the Nakamura thing. I keep coming up short with this world title, right? Well, you know, it's cool. I'm just going to make this the title everybody wants. I'm going to have the best matches. I'm going to make this seem important. I'm going to do everything it takes to make this belt mean more than the fucking world title. That's what I'm going to do. And you know what I mean? That could work for his character. Because, like, yo, I know his character is being nonchalant, not really having a care in the world, living without, you know, without, you know, fear and, you know, and, you know, circumstance and shit like that. I totally understand. But at some point, it has to evolve, you know what I mean, in my opinion. So I think, like, yo, a good way to do that is for him to take the IC title seriously. Now, should he be feuding with Tai Chi? Hell no. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a good way for, you know, them to do that is for him to take this belt serious, at least in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, this, this is fucking phenomenal, man. Then we had the main event, and I, I'm, I everyone seems to agree this is a great match. Kenny Omega, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, you had people on Twitter, I don't call no names, but, you know, the usual suspects that don't like Kenny Omega. And, you know, some people even that I know, like, you know, that, you know, also watch pro wrestling, that don't like Kenny Omega, that were uh, willing to be like, yo, uh, no matter what, no matter how good this match is, not as good as it could be, because I just don't like Kenny and I'm tired of him. And a part of me is like, y'all, come on. <laughs> like, some people are like, Kenny's garbage, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's just ridiculous. But he's done himself no favors, so I can't really feel too bad for him, you know what I mean? Like he's kind of carried himself like an ass since he's got this title. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. But um, man, I I I really 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 like this. In fact, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was the best match on the show. I didn't quite think it was like the five star classic that I was hoping for, but I thought it was like really really fucking incredible, man. Um, I thought the finish was the most inventive thing I've ever seen in my life, like. A lot of people thought it was a botch, but I don't think a lot of people understood exactly what happened. Like, uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny hit the, um, oh yeah, the near falls in it was great. Everything in it was great, but I'm just going to hit the hot spots because I don't want to bore y'all with a play-by-play -play of each fucking match. But um, Kenny hit the fucking uh, V-trigger in the corner, you know, the one, I mean, on the rope, the one he always does to set up the one-wing angel. He hits it, he gets Tanahashi up for the one-wing angel. And as he goes to do it, Tanahashi slings, sling blades him with his knees. I don't think a lot of people caught it. I think a lot of people was like, oh, they botched that because I've seen that. I was like, no, that was a sling blade. You know what I mean? I was like, that, th these, these dudes are geniuses. You know I mean? <laughs> They're geniuses, man. And then he goes to tie him with a high fly flow new champion. But uh, I even like the story they told in the match, man, with uh, Tanahashi, like, you know, I don't like the way Kenny wrestles all these, you know, all the plunder matches he does and shit like that. Like, why are tables in New Japan? We don't need tables. Blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, they, they he goes to make it seem like he's going to use the table early in the match. 
And he goes, nah, I'm not going to use the table. But then later on in the match, he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to use this table. I'm trying to win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it was it was great. And I was so torn because, you know, Kenny Omega, if not my favorite, is my second favorite wrestler on the planet right now. And Tanahashi is just a different sort of feeling. Tanahashi is like the way I feel when I watch, let's say, a Shawn Michaels or a Kenna Kobashi or, you know, or like he's like uh, there was a period in my life where that was my guy. You know what I mean? Like early, like around like 07, 08, I mean, 09, that was my guy. You know what I mean? That was my guy. And, you know, ever, like, since the first time I saw him, I was like, this, this is my guy. I fucks with this guy heavy. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, it, I was torn. But, you know, him winning does seem like, you know, a reset for the entire company. You know what I mean? So that's good. And, like, because let's, let's call it what it is, man. And I'm not blaming them. When uh, the elite guys were on top of the car, you know what I mean? Bucks were tag champs. Kenny was a world champ. Cody had the U.S. tie, all this stuff. You know what I mean? It seemed like they were in business for themselves, man. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But now it seems like New Japan could book what they want to book. You know what I mean? Without being handcuffed to the elite guys. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm happy about that. Let's see where all this goes. Um, if Kenny's leaving, you know, and he's going to AEW, fine. I'm 100% all right with that. Cool. Um, those are his friends. I get it. You know what I mean? Totally understand. But if he's leaving and going to the WWE, I I, I, I want to know how much they pay him, man. Because I know all these people saying he's, he's going to be protected. They're going to treat him like a star. You watch. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, man, I, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a WWE rant, so I'm not. But I just hope he's not going to that place to have a bunch of matches that will not deliver the way you guys think they will. And you know what I mean? And you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not here for it, man. I'm just not. I want him to stay where he's at because I feel like he, he feel like a bigger deal exactly where he's at. Because I mean, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at. Oh boy, it's just yeah, yeah. I just hope he stays where he's at, or 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 goes to AEW because I don't know what they're gonna do. I just hope he does not go to that place. I just hope he doesn't. But yeah. Um, New Year's Dash, nothing of note really happened other than Yujiro and Chase Owens joining back up with the with the Bullet Club pri- you know, proper, which is which makes me think that, you know, all the elite dudes are done. Um, and uh, and uh, Jay White challenging Tanahashi for the title. Oh, yeah, and Yoshihashi came back. That's cool. You know, I'm not a fan of the dude, but he took a nasty spill. I'm just glad he's okay. The motherfucker, like... Bashed his face up and was bleeding everywhere, and it was crazy. But uh, when he was trying to come out and make that save for Okada. So, you know, I'm glad he's all right. You know what I mean? Just, to, you know, even though I'm not a fan, I'm glad the dude's you know, okay and able to do stuff. Uh, I know that storyline with the chaos mold is still up in the air. I've seen a lot of crazy theories, man. I know some people say they think it's Trent Beretta, which would be nuts. You know what I mean? Cody, I mean Cody. Uh, Chucky T is um, a prime candidate. Because how they've been building it and stuff, and you know, okay, I seen the real interesting theory that uh, a few from a few, from a couple people that is Will that's Will Osprey, and that would be yeah, that that would be nuts because like he's going around like his he, he seems like more aggressive and meaner, you know what I mean? So that that would be that'd be something else, you know what I mean? Plus Will Osprey and the Bullet Club would be merchandise. You know, heaven. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I can. Can you imagine how his Bullet Club shirt would look? I bet that should be awesome. But um, yeah, man. That's all I wanted to talk about, really. Uh, I saw, oh yeah. Well, I saw Final Gate. There's nothing to really talk about except 
Ada losing his hair, um, and them not, you know, pulling the trigger on Dragon Kid, uh, unmasking, which I thought they should have. They had a really weird match where it was like just a regular fucking wrestling match when these two dudes have kind of beat the shit out of each other for like a year, you know what I mean, a year and some change. It's just kind of weird. Um, they changed every title, ex- you know, except the Brave Gate one because I wasn't on the line and Dragon Kid won anyway. But they changed every title. Like, uh, Red control all the belts except the Brave Gate title. Which I figured they would do. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm behind on progress. <laughs> um, I've seen... I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for uh, NXT TakeOver. You know, I'm excited for the UK TakeOver show. NXT UK is really good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's, it's really logical and solid. You know what I mean? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, All Elite Wrestling. I guess I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, this is a big fucking deal. Like, it's it's big deal. You can say what you want about, you know, them not actually being competition or whatever. I think that's nuts because for the first time in God knows when, maybe ever, maybe since the WWE, you know what I mean, to be real, you have a dude who comes from a family full of billionaires, right? Which means, like, they will back him, you know what I mean? They, they will back, I'm sure, you know what I mean? Billionaires don't like losing money, but they will back him, you know what I mean? And in addition to him being the son of a billion in a billionaire family, he he himself is worth five million dollars. Talking about Tony Khan, by the way. I don't know all the business aspects of it, but this is just you know. I guess we'll find that out soon. But um, he's a, in addition to that, he's a major wrestling fan. And I'm not talking about just one of them people that you know. Watch, I grew up watching the WWE, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, or you know, uh, Bret Hart. No, no, this motherfucker is a, like an obscure. He's like me. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, he's he's posted on like wrestling forums, and you know what I'm saying. This motherfucker is like hip to like all Japan pro wrestling in the '90s and shit like that. Like this motherfucker is a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Like a wrestling wrestling fan. You know, so to to me, like it's the first time. Maybe ever that this has happened, so like I feel a little, I feel a little better about you know their trajectory. Plus, they have three dudes that understand business and understand what their particular audience wants to see. You saw what happened with All In; it was a commercial and critical success. And then yeah, you got Cody and the Young Bucks also at the helm. And I heard Cody's supposed to be the Booker. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Then you got you know actual wrestlers in the office. You know what I mean? They signed. They signed. To me, I think is I think is like a really, really, really big deal that you know, in addition to uh, Cody and the Young Bucks signing, because we know they're gonna have some sort of office roles. The first actual wrestler we see signed is Hangman Page, which lets me know I think Hangman Page is gonna be their guy. To be real with you, and I know he's like their homie and stuff, and. I'm, you know, I don't think that was just a coincidence, you know what I mean? I think Hangman Page, whenever this thing starts, he's going to be the top guy, at least initially, you know what I mean? I really think so, so, and that's cool, seeing Hangman Page as the top guy will be cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I don't know what this is going to hold. They're doing all in two, double or nothing, so that should be cool. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm just excited because I think finally... There is an opportunity for guys that are disenfranchised with the big guy to go someplace where they will get paid and treated like a human being. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of indie guys just, like, chilling on the indies. You know what I mean? They hadn't signed with anybody. They might go here. You know what I mean? Like I said, Tony Khan's family having money and him also being a pro wrestling fan 
has me really fucking excited because it's different from like anybody else that just kind of wants to throw money at pro wrestling and doesn't really understand pro wrestling. He's different, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope y'all are too. Buckle up, man. 2019 is going to be nuts. This has been the Nightmare Effect, guys. Peace.